Real show, here we go. Real show, here we go. You know that it's gotta be that time, so this is what we chant. What keeps on getting them all amped in advance? Come on. You and I rocking out with Iron Man, F.E. You get the general's point of view on top of Roger's rants. Whenever it's happening out, we're putting the most minutes in you. Already know what that's about, you know that winners win. Crush whatever's on task, check the podcast. It's the champ in the tramp, let the bomb blast. Hey, what's up, brother? We got him. We got him. We, we had some technical you. difficulties. I'm not sure what happened, but we got our guy, John Wayne Parr, on all the way from Australia. For us here, it's Tuesday night in New Jersey. For you over there, I guess it's like Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday late morning. Uh, but the, we got the legend on. This guy needs really no introduction for anybody that's a fight fan. John Wayne Parr, 10-time world kickboxing champ. Recently retired, um, had one hell of a career, man. Thank you so much for coming on, brother. Hey, no worries. And Frankie, it's good to see you again. Yeah, good to see you, my man. Definitely a hey. pleasure having you uh, you know, on a podcast, man. Definitely looking forward to this. This is very, very surreal. Thank you for the invitation. This is cool. How, how do you guys know each other? Just because I'm a fan of his ass kickery. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. So no, you got, I'm you guys a fan of met? Frankie. I, I, I was at the hotel, and then the lift doors opened, and then Frankie popped out. I was like, holy shit, it's Frankie. And then Frankie's yeah, like, holy shit. Oh, no way. That's cool, <laughs> man. Where, uh, yeah. where was that? That was the uh, California. Uh, Ronda Rousey-Sagano fight. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Very long time ago. Awesome. My man, how are you enjoying retirement? I know it hasn't been long, but uh, are you living the good life over there? Is it is it is it everything you thought it would be, or do you miss the fight game? Oh, I miss it so bad. Uh, I'm, I'm very lucky. Uh, I have a 19-year-old daughter and a 14-year-old son that are both competing. I have eight-year-old daughter as well who's hitting jiu-jitsu also. Um, so they keep me in the game. They keep me honest. Uh, it's good training them. I'm getting to the, the uh, potential. Um, it's not the same as walking to the ring or the cage myself, but uh, at the same time, I, I, uh, them being successful makes me very proud as well. So I, I can't complain. Get, yeah, just jazzy, coming to right? terms of being old sucks. Jazzy's your oldest, right? Just she actually uh, uh, yes. just had a just had a win, right? She just uh, just in her boxing debut, I believe. Correct? Uh, it was a, her uh, so her first boxing fight, she won the Australian title, and then okay. her third boxing fight, she won the WIBA uh, world title. Uh, okay. So she's currently the boxing world champion, which is pretty bizarre considering it's only her, her first uh, her third mm-hmm. fight. But um, yeah, she's fights again to defend her title on the middle of February here in Australia. So, yeah, very exciting. That's awesome, man. Now, did they pretty much, your kids pretty much grow up in your gym? I mean, you oh, know, sometimes for sure. For sure. sometimes that's how it works oh. in a family business. So, so funny story. Uh, so, when um, I, I met my wife in Vegas, uh, there was a, a Muay Thai gym in uh, Las Vegas trained by Master Toddy. And then uh, my wife was the, the star of the gym at the time. And I got offered the opportunity to teach and fight out of the, out of the gym. And then the moment we locked eyes, uh, we we're, were pretty much inseparable. And then uh, after about two months, uh, or maybe about four months after going out together, uh, we, we discovered that Angie was pregnant. And then we, we both got offered the opportunity to fight in New Mexico on a Dennis Warner's promotion. And then uh, Angie did a, a pregnant test. She goes, oh, no, I'm pregnant. Um, but we're both so poor at the time that we, we needed her to fight. So we could move out of her, her parents' house. And I was like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, a little bit pregnant shouldn't hurt, surely. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, now, unfortunately, my daughter does num 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 num. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't such a good idea after all. <laughs> so she got a real early start then. She's been fighting since oh, the womb then, technically. <laughs> in, in the womb, she was doubling and weaving. <laughs> That's amazing, man. That's amazing. Yeah, when did yeah, you share that story uh, with her? How old was she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's uh, it's very cool. Now, now, uh, and then the kids, because the kids are brought up in the gym, we never once push them to, to be fighters. We, we wait for them for them to come to us. Mm. And then, um, sure enough, all, all three of them, oh, I want to start training. I want to start competing. I want to start uh, making my own my own legacy. So then, um, and then once they had that the determination uh, factor of wanting to be successful by themselves, and then we're all for all encouraging. Oh, so so Jazzy back when she was seven, she goes, I want to start fighting. So like, oh, I don't know if that's a good idea. Uh, may, maybe wait till you're eight. So she turns eight. She goes, I'm eight now. Can I start fighting? It's like, oh, damn it, you remembered. Um, so we ended up getting a little padded fight, shin pads, uh, headgear, um, big gloves. And then um, we rang the newspaper to see if they'd do a little story just to have something in the newspaper so we could take it out and cut it out, put it in the scrapbook for memories. And then um, they, they, they come and do the story. They said, oh, is there any chance we can come to the venue and do a follow-up story to see how she goes? Oh, that'd be amazing. So they, they came to the event. And then uh, uh, Jazzy ended up getting leg kicked very hard in the first and she had a little bit of a tear. She come back into the first round, we sat her down. Hey, come on, Jazzy, you know what to do. Try and get your blocks working. Try and use the ring, use your footwork. And then second and third, she come back really strong. Um, and then the both girls got a, a, a draw. And then the crowd was so inspired, everyone's standing ovation. They all put money into the ring. And the, the both girls made like $150 each from the crowd um, tips. And then um, the next day, I went down to the to the, buy the paper to see if they, what they wrote. And then on the very front page of the newspaper, um, the, the the caption was, uh, full of drunken yobos screaming for eight-year-old blood. I was like, oh, no, what is this? And then uh, from that second, um, it went viral. Every single news agency, whether it be radio, newspaper, TV, um, they all wanted to, to make me the worst father in Australia for – it lasted about two weeks. It just every single thing was um, how bad John Wayne was forcing his daughter to compete in a in a male-dominated sport. And then um, that's when she was eight. Now she's 19. So fast forward 11 years. And now, now it's just um, comical. Now it's like now they're all like, "Oh, we always knew she was going to be a star." Yeah, yeah. It's like, what happened? You guys throw me under the bus yeah. when she first started competing. So yeah, it sort of it sort of sucks, but but um, it's all good now. It's all happy days. Did that discourage you at all? Reading that, were you like, "Oh man"? Oh, you know, so bad. Is, oh, yeah. so bad. It, it was. It was uh, I'm, I'm just glad. Um, Jazzy, she could have retired. She could have gave it away. Um, being under all that stress of knowing that the whole of Australia is watching her and. Um, but she sort of used it as fuel as well. Um, and then Jazzy said she feels it too. So let's say there's 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 six kids fighting. Why the kids are fighting? Everyone's like talking to their friends. And then as soon as the the crowd hears Jazzy part, everyone goes Ooh. and all eyes are on the on the on the ring. And it's like oh no. Um, but but she she trains really hard. She's really determined to to be her her, her own um, uh, star, I guess. So yeah, she doesn't want to be in the shadow of mum and dad anymore. She wants That's to be her awesome. own her own champion. So that, that makes it fun. That is a unique position for 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 uh, your kids to be in, right? I know like, my kids wrestle, and it's a lot to live up to. You know, it's a lot of pressure on them. Like yeah, it, for sure. it's unwarranted. It doesn't even need to be. Like, I always tell my kids. Uh, I'm like, sure. I'm sure your. I'm sure your kids are the same, Frankie. I'm sure how every time yeah. they jump on the mats, everyone's like, "Oh, 
Yeah, yeah, and I, I, you know, I was, I was trying to just, you know, reassure. I'm like, listen, I don't care if you ever win another match again. I, you're still my kid. I love you. You know what I mean? That's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, we don't tell them that. We say if you lose, you're walking home. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine you saying that, bro. But <laughs> can I just say, man, the the weather here in New Jersey is absolutely fucking horrendous. It's been absolutely horrendous for at least a week now. And I'm looking in the background there, and you got like a paradise. tropical fucking paradise in the background. I'm so envious, man. I'm oh, so envious. Yeah, we're summertime. We're, we're, we're completely opposite. So we're midsummer now. That's um, awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I put a shirt on to get dressed up. <laughs> I didn't want to go chested for the, for the podcast just in case. <laughs> What's that like living in Australia? I mean, I listen, it's on my bucket list for sure. If it wasn't so far away, I already would have come. But don't don't they say there is more stuff per, like, square mile that can kill you in australia than any other where any other place in the world like you guys got some weird yeah, critters over there um, no big deal yeah, it's funny so 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 what happened uh i got the opportunity to, to, to teach and train in las vegas and um, that lasts about three months and then me and angie come to that um they decided to, to move to san diego moved to san diego for six months and then um i was working in a boxing club uh the muay thai scene in america is not very big so i had no other option but to, to teaching um, boxing and then the, the money was okay but it wasn't fight money uh, and then the opportunity came to, to compete in Australia for five thousand dollars wow I've got to go home I'll make some quick cash and come back again so I went I went home had won the fight uh, made five thousand dollars and then as I was uh, about to come back to the America I got to the airport and they said where's your return ticket I said oh I got a return ticket but it's in America the promoter paid for this ticket so I've only got the one way but I got another ticket she goes, oh, the lady at the airport said, that's not going to help you now. You, we need to see a return ticket to make sure you're going to come home again. Um, otherwise, you, you, you cannot board this flight. I'm like, well, what do I do? I, I, I don't know. what. She said, well, what you can do, you can buy a, a one-way ticket now. And then when you get to America, just just cash in and refund it and get your money back. Oh, that's easy enough. Um, how much is that ticket? Uh, Four and a half thousand dollars. I said, holy shit, I've only got five. Oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. So then um, I give her my four and a half thousand. I catch the plane. Uh, I get to LAX and then immigration's like, okay, so when was the last time you were here? I said, oh, I was here approximately uh, three weeks ago. Uh, and how long were you here? I'm here for three months. I was, I was here for three months. You're not allowed to stay three months on this visa. You're only allowed to stay 90 days. Well, technically, isn't that three months? So the gentleman I got my passport and he counted the days, 92. You're two days over your visa. We're going to have to put you on the next plane back to Australia. You're getting deported. It's like, no, no. way. Then, my wife's seven months pregnant. Um, I wasn't allowed to, to see her. They, we had to correspond through the, the airport um, security. Um, they end up holding me in the airport for 36 hours before they put me on the next plane home. And then uh, on the way home, they said, oh, by the way, uh, you're not allowed to come back to America for five years. Oh, I got a, I got a wife. I got a pregnant wife right now. Yeah, no, no zero, zero care factor. Um, so that's how uh, Angie ended up coming to Australia. Um, she ended up selling our car and our belongings and our furniture to raise enough money to to buy a plane ticket. And then um, she, we just celebrated her our twentieth wedding anniversary. So she's been in Australia for twenty years now, all because I got yeah. deported. Otherwise, I'd still be working in the boxing club somewhere. <laughs> that's crazy. So yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. So, yeah. so now she has to put up with the dangerous animals as well. <laughs> but she she comes from Victorville, from the desert, so so she's used to to all the craziness, I guess. Yeah. 
the critters. Yeah, man. So, um, yeah. living li- like living in Australia, like obviously you're on an island. Uh, what you know, in in doing what you do in in kickboxing and in Muay Thai, is do do a lot of people fly in? I mean, or or is the fight pool literally just picked from the island? Are you fighting the best of the best on you know in Australia, or do people come oh, yeah, in for like sure. you know for so, for like these so tournaments it, and stuff, and they see the money and they'll fly uh, in because that's a like, thirteen hour so, so fight, you, or something, um, right? We, so you mentioned island, but um, so did you know if you superimpose the, the map of Australia and put it over the map of America from uh, from New York to California is the same distance from um, Sydney to Perth. Is that so, right? No, so I didn't we're know not that. Quite an island yeah, per se. We're we're China. rather big, um, um, and and yeah, we we uh, the fight the fight community here in Australia is massive. Um, okay. Between boxing, Muay Thai, MMA, it's um, it's quite. Uh, and then I've been very lucky to, to travel international. Uh, so out of my 150 fights, I, I think I've had uh, approximately 80 something international fights out of that. So um, I, I cleaned up my backyard in Australia, and then I went overseas to try and um, to, to be the best that I could in, in that respect. So um, yeah, you, you can't just if you want to be a world champion, you have to the fight all over the world, I guess. Right, There's no point right. just staying in the backyard and trying to be the the big fish in a little pond. You got to yeah. got to go and prove your name um, all over the world. Yeah, how um how heavy does that weigh on you to not get that one hundredth win? I know I know you wanted that so bad, man. Um oh, it's just uh yeah, take it as it comes. Uh, right, just adventures, right. uh, fight yeah. adventures. I, I love the opportunity of jumping on a plane and going somewhere for a week and yeah. and being out of your comfort zone and and learning. <laughs> Uh, new cultures and 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 uh, new fight fans and, and new stadiums and yeah, there's no, no better feeling to to walk into somewhere as the bad guy and then halfway through the fight fighting exciting enough to, to change Turn the, the atmosphere of the yeah. fight so everyone starts cheering your name by the last two rounds um, yeah. and then on the way out back way back to the change room just high fiving um, all the people back in the way is just makes you yeah. feel uh, makes it all worth it that's 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 that's, that's the joy of fighting it's just um, yeah, just just it's, living it. It's crazy for me, who I'm not a fighter, obviously, but looking at a guy that's fought at the the pinnacle of what you do for 30 years. This guy over here has fought for 20. I mean, between the two of you, 50 years of fighting, man, fighting at the highest level. That's crazy. It's so absolutely it's so crazy. Where, John, um, where, where where's your best place? You think if you had to pick one best place, uh, the best place Japan. To I, I love yeah. Japan. Uh, I was very lucky to fight in Japan uh, yeah. 17 times. And wow. then uh, just the uh, I mean, have you fought in Japan before? I, I fought once in Japan, and honestly, it was where the, the fans where place. the fans crazy. Oh yeah, oh, you know, quiet, oh, quiet yeah. more than more than home, you know. But uh, so uh, in the hotel, that all the fans uh, camp out in the foyer. So every time you go downstairs and the lift door is open, you have like fifty people rush to the lift, um, all asking for photos and signatures, and uh, just just it's just. Um, you almost have to get uh, your mind ready to go downstairs every time because you know it's half an hour before you can get out the door because the foyer is so so crazy full of nuts. And then um, uh, one time I was fighting for K1, uh, and as I I just left the hotel, I was walking down the street, and, and a gentleman was walking towards me, and as he seen me, he dropped to his knees and starts crying. I'm like, holy shit, are you okay? And then he, in broken English, I come to the hotel. He pulls out a watch out of his pocket to give you a present, and I see you on the street. It was meant to be that I see you. I can't believe it. And it's like holy crap! So I gave him a big hug, and he's like, ah. And then yeah, it was just so so cool. It was just um, 
they, they, they really make you feel special. The Japanese fans are just so, so passionate. Yeah, and then, yeah, uh, they really yeah. make you feel like a star. And then, and then the, the funny part is, uh, in Australia, it's, there's, there's so many different sporting activities that there's so many famous people that, um, no, you don't really pay attention. So you go overseas for a week and you're, you're a, you're a somebody for a seven days and you come back to Australia and you just blend back into this crowd again and like no, and nothing's happened. So yeah. it's, it's really, it's quite two, two different worlds. America's a lot like that too. There's so many different sports that people aren't into fight sports as much as others. So you get that hey. here too. So back home, like in Australia, you're just you're just a regular Joe. You can just go anywhere. And nobody's yeah, just, like, that's just awesome. Johnny. Yeah, that's cool. I man. usually owe a lot of people money, so they all, I got to try. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, speaking of Johnny, you you've got the baddest name in the whole fight game, bro. And your name, you're you're Wayne Parr, right? But somebody added John to the front. Who gave you? Who named you John Wayne? I mean, it's it's yeah, the fucking the greatest so name in Thailand. In Thailand, everyone has a, a fight name. Um, you can't just be John or whatever. So, so uh, for an example, in, in Thai, uh, someone's name might be a hundred thousand techniques. Or, um, uh, but my 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 the famous Thai little that's his name was this, the small candlelight flame. Like everything's deep and meaningful. And then for my first fight for the camp, I said, like, "Oh, what are we going to call you?" So oh, I, I don't know. And I said, "Oh, what's your what's your history?" I said, "Oh, my my parents are horse trainers. We had horses." Oh, so you're like a cowboy. John Wayne. We're going to call you John Wayne. I'm thinking, oh, no, that sucks. That's the yeah. dumbest name ever. Maybe I'll use it right in Thailand. And, and once I come back to Australia again, I'll just go back to being something else. And then um, I, then I got famous. I said, Damn it, now I'm stuck with his name again. But it's, it's cool now. Now, now I introduce myself to everyone as John. And uh, my parents call me John by mistake all the time. And yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of... Like my John Wayne's yeah. a badass, bro. That's a badass name. Over yeah. here, he's pretty widely Legend. respected as a badass. So that's that's a cool hey. name, man. Between the Gacy's and the Bobbits, I'm not too sure if it's that negative. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so now your son does jujitsu as well, right? I guess he's more yes, he's uh, more into the jujitsu part of it. At this stage, yes, he's only fourteen. Yeah. He can't do MMA until he's sixteen. Okay. So uh, he's just getting his ground game as solid as possible. Uh, he's very lucky this year because uh, yeah, Angie hadn't been home in a few years uh, with the COVID, so she went home to visit family. And while they were there, um, they got the opportunity to travel to uh, Texas to compete, and then a week later went to Florida. So Jazzy, uh, sorry, Jesse went into the competition. His first comp, he got tapped out by uh, a really strong kid. And then a week later, they they went to Florida, and then uh, this is for the 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 Pampak um, Jiu-Jitsu over there. Uh, so he, he won his first three fights in Florida, and then he gets to the final, and who does he meet? The kid that he wrestled in Texas. It's like, oh no, not that kid again. So Jesse was super focused, and I'm, like, I'm going to teach this kid a lesson this time. So um, uh, the first half of the the competition, like it was even, 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 even. And then um, Jesse uh, did a maneuver, and the referee didn't give him his points. So as Jesse was holding him, he sort of looked up and said to the referee, oh, I believe that was two points, sir. And the referee said, deduction, five points for speaking to the referee. Oh, and then Jesse ended up losing by like one point. If he hadn't got oh, the, wow. the deduction, he would have won gold for the Pampacks. But uh, yeah, he learned a very valuable lesson that, that they not, not, yeah. not to speak to the referees. So. So it was very uh, emotionally crushing, but at the same time, big lesson learned. 
Yeah, less yeah, learned. Yeah. Hey, but it's good that he made a, that that ground in such a short time too. Yeah. In that respect, he he learned so much from the from the opportunity. So yeah, it's a big learning curve. I read somewhere that uh, you were inspired. I think you were like 11 years old or something. You were inspired by a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie to to start training. Taekwondo, I believe, was your first oh, yes. your first martial yes. art, no? I think that, that guy inspired me. everybody. He inspired me. I just yeah. didn't pick it up. But Jean-Claude Van Damme inspired a lot of people, man, a lot of people. Oh, yeah, he's, he's the man. Uh, the yeah, my, anyway. poster, my, my room was full of posters and... Back in the VHS days when you go to the video shop and then the new poster would come out and then you, you put your name in the back of the poster to try and wait for it to come out. So, so yeah, my room was just completely full. It didn't matter how, how um, not so cool the pictures were of, of Van Damme standing there all dressed up. And it's like, oh, it's the, the cool ones are good, but then sometimes you just wanted to get a poster just to add another space and then... Uh, yeah, and then my parents are like wondering, why does this? Why don't you have girls in your room like a normal boy? Frankie's got a young age. <laughs> that's funny. Man. Frankie's got a funny story. You just mentioned VHS tapes. He's he's doing they're doing some uh, some renovations, some cleanup work here. And tell tell him the story, man. Yeah, I got a crew in my basement, uh, you know, doing work, and they're up in the drop ceiling and behind some insulation. They just found about like fifteen. VHS pornos up there oh. from someone that lived here in the past. Yeah, <laughs> they got some sex oh. stars, yeah, sex really... track, and Debbie does Dallas. And, yeah. yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna be at the thrift store later picking up an old VHS player now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think anybody's seen a VHS player in what at least yeah. 15 years, 20 years maybe. 20? Long time, Been a long time. Hey, you know, John, uh, I, um, I got, I don't know, I know I reached out to you, but I, the reason I got my, I told, I was Tom Rogers, I got my hip replaced, I got it resurfaced like you did, and the reason I probably, I did it was because I've seen you, you went through it, and obviously, you know, hey. fought after it, I'm like, oh, wait, you can fight after this? That's why I got it done, but, yeah, thank you for that, I remember reaching out to you, gave me some, uh, some info on it, I mean, I, my hip feels amazing, I don't, I don't know about yours, but, uh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, sometimes I got to question myself which leg did I get operated on. Yeah, um, right, yeah, hundred percent right. pain free now. It's uh, uh I was back, uh, back competing in the cage and. Oh, hang on. I think my things are on flat. It's more. Ah. Ah. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah, got we you. Got you. Yep. Oh, oh, oh no. Oh, no, oh, no. Oh, no, oh, no. Uh, hello, gentlemen. Yeah, we got you. Gotcha. Yay, nice. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was very lucky to... Um, I probably I probably rushed back to competing a little bit too early because the hip wasn't 100%. But I just wanted to, to, to prove to myself that I, I could still get in there and still do my best. Um, uh, yeah, the... Yeah, um... Just, it, it, I didn't. I, I had two more fights after my hip. Um, even though I didn't compete, just the happiness of being able to to make that walk again was, um, yeah, just just and and being able to retire on my terms and not have my hip um, um, determine when I was going to stop or not. So that was right. a big factor too. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing what they could do nowadays. Honestly, who, who would think they get a hip replacement and still go in there and fight? Oh. <laughs> it's nuts. 
You didn't really talk about yours. You had a fight not that long after, and you really kept it on the down low and, and didn't really talk about it until after your fight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I, I think I, I got it in March, and I fought in November. So, yeah, about seven, eight months. Yeah. I remember seven days. I think it was seven days after this guy's hip replacement. We're, we're, we're in the basement at his house. We, we built the podcast room down here, but like seven days after – he put the crutches down in the kitchen, walked down the stairs down here with no crutches. I was like, damn, bro, that's pretty good for having. I saw the pictures, and I guess it was just pictures, maybe a video, too, of his hip replacement. It was nasty, man. They cut him wide. They cut you guys wide open. Uh, that's awesome. Can you hear us? Yeah, the, 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 the technology these days is unbelievable. The, yeah. the, the, the fact that you can go back to competing again, um, yeah, it's, it's so good. Um, very, very lucky. Yeah, absolutely. Your uh, how, how's your gym doing, right? Boon Boon Chu Gym in Queensland. Uh, Boon Chu, yes. Uh, yes. No, we're, we're doing very well. Uh, we incorporated jujitsu mats to the gym uh, approximately two and a half, oh, nearly three years ago now. So between the jujitsu, the muay thai, the boxing, the MMA, um, yeah, we're, we're every weekend we're either we're somewhere Friday night, Saturday night, usually Sunday. Um, the, our weekends are more busier than our weekdays, just with all the competitions coming up. Um, mm. Uh, between the kids and the adults and everything, it's um, it's, it's awesome, fun. It man. keeps you on your toes. Um, that's awesome, man. Yeah, and that's that's the best part of it. You do all the training during the week, and then Friday you get to see. Well, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's um time time to kick ass. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Do you know um Mike Swick, aka Thailand? I know you spent a lot of time in Thailand. I don't know if that was like existed at the time you were over there fighting, uh, but now, yeah. Pro- yeah. But uh, do you know uh, him? Well, we, got- we know each other uh, through through the internet and through social media. Uh, okay. Never actually met in person, um, okay. but yeah, back in the back in the day, the Phuket and the Samoys, it wasn't really taken off just yet. It wasn't until I got back to Australia that it started to really boom, um, but. Uh, yeah, if you if you wanted to be a star, yeah, you, you had to be in Thailand. I had to be in Bangkok. Sorry, um, the yeah. islands are good, uh, good training, uh, opportunity to compete in the smaller stadiums. But to to get worldwide recognition, you really have to put the hard yards in in Bangkok, where against the um, the number one competition, you you can have twenty fights in the islands and not be a nobody. You have mm. five really good fights in Bangkok, and all of a sudden the whole world knows who you know who you are. So is that right? Um, yeah, big difference. Wow. I know he struggled a lot getting that gym up and running. I mean, he failed a few times and came back to the states, and he was so focused on getting it there. And and I remember him telling the story. We've had him on the we've had him on the podcast before, but you know, there's a lot of people telling him like, "Why are you going there, man? You're going to a place that doesn't, you know, there's it's more not... gyms. I think there's more gyms in Thailand per capita than anywhere in the world. Right, right, yeah, and, 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 were, and his gym's absolutely amazing. Um, on the beach, he's got his basketball court there now yeah, as well. Yeah, Waiting yeah, to set up yeah, yeah. uh, jiu-jitsu room, MMA room. Uh, yeah. the, the Muay Thai there seems to be flourishing. Um, he proved all the naysayers yeah. wrong. He really did. Yeah, he's kicked all the goals now. He's he's living the dream. That's for sure. And then yeah. and then, but considering you're living on a on an island as well, like what better place to set up camp? Yeah, right. Exactly, man. So, uh, what's uh, what's the future hold for you, John? Man, you look good, bro. You look happy. I mean, you're you 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 just you you look like uh, you know you're a guy that lived it all, and you're just enjoying the the retired quiet life now. But what's <laughs> the future hold for you? Just focusing on the kids and the gym, and yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm still coming to terms with uh, retirement. Um, Frankie, how are you going with it? Like, 
Yeah, yeah does kind it, of does... the same. Kind of the same. I mean, you know, it's it's so new. It's such a new thing. You know, it's tough to really see where you're gonna go. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot of questioning. Uh, I only been retired since April, and then um, you spend. Uh, I've been thinking about it so much. You, you spend your whole life as a kid just dreaming of being a star and dreaming of the big opportunities, and then you, all of a sudden you're you're doing it and you're on the big shows and you're fighting in the big stadiums, and then all of a sudden it just stops. And it's like, well, my whole dream since I was four years old was to, to be this guy. And now I've been there and done it. And now I don't know what plan B is, is just yet. Um, yeah, my only focus my whole 46 years of being on this planet is just to be the best fighter I could possibly be. And then when that stops, it's like, ah, I, I don't know who I am anymore. It's um, really confusing. Like I love what I love watching my kids, and I love teaching in the gym, and I love teaching my classes, and um, but just not having that um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The excitement of waking up and knowing that I have to train, knowing I have to. Uh, how important I, I, I come to the realization um, before before retirement, how how doing pads controlled my life. Uh, I'd cancel birthdays. I cancel parties. I I gotta do pads. I gotta do pads. I gotta do pads. I gotta train. I gotta do pads. And then when you retire, all of a sudden it's like, oh shit! Now I gotta go to parties. Now I gotta go to this. <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta socialize. Damn it! I can't be a hermit anymore. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's sort of sort of weird how your your whole state of mind is just so um in the zone. Um. There's not, there's no ifs or buts. Training is the only thing that's important. And when that stops, mm. it's like, hmm, now, now what? what? Now what do I do? Um, but do you still train? So, do you still train uh, at all? Uh, a little. I, I, I still like running. Um, I, still, I like training the kids. I like having, having a hit on the pads and doing sparring with the boys and mm. still, still keep active in that respect. But um, just uh, another one is having a date. So let's say you're fighting first of March. So mm. for the next 10 weeks, all you're thinking about the first of March, first of March, first of March, first of March. And then that date comes and goes. Now you've got a new date. Right. Uh, right. So not having that date anymore, you just, um, that, 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 I miss, I miss the anxiety of, oh, I've got to be fitter, I've got stronger, faster. Hmm. And then now that's all gone now. Now it's all, now I just got to maintain not being fat. <laughs> <laughs> well, your kids are keep holding you accountable, right? You don't want them to pass you up too much, you know? Oh, for sure. So yeah, they're, they're, they're my main, my main drive now is to make them uh, hopefully live the opportunities I've got to live going overseas and uh, making enough money where they don't have to, to work a proper job and um, to, to live the, the fighter lifestyle. There's, there's no better lifestyle than to um, train, travel, conquer, yeah, and, and be happiness. Well, they got a great example to, to follow, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. You know. So I was doing I was doing a little research on you, um, John, because obviously I wanted to have some you know some talking points or whatever, and I knew you'd had the hip uh, replacement because I knew Frankie had talked about it with me, and and like you said, that was you know he saw how you recovered and you got it. So I literally Googled you know John Wayne Parr injuries, and the first thing that pops up it says, it says John Wayne Parr has had an incredible. It's, it literally says an incredible amount of facial stitches. <laughs> literally, oh, yeah. that's like the first thing that pops up. How, how many <laughs> do you think you got? Uh, Three hundred and fifty stitches so far. Wow. wow. Yeah. So, so um, my my first fight I got uh, eight, 
a couple of fights later, uh, I got 21. And then uh, my third lot of stitches, I got uh, 54 stitches in one fight. Wow. Uh, five cuts, 54 stitches. So in the space of three fights, I've already had like 80-something stitches. And then wow. and then you get lazy 20 here, another 30 there, another 15, 20 over there. And then before you know it. Um, and then uh, I was trying to get it in uh, sets of five. So whether it be five, 10, 15, and then <laughs> that way it's a lot easier to, to keep track of. As soon as a doctor throws in a three or a seven, it's like, oh, you're, you're messing up my OCD. I, 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 I don't want to have some crazy number. Just give me sets of fives. Even if you give me three, then put two on my finger. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just make the stitches yeah. bigger. So, yeah. Make the stitches smaller. Get more yeah. in there then. <laughs> yeah, either way. I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably about 100. I think I got about 100 in my face jeez yeah. 350 holy cow this guy's had stitches in his tongue you ever had that oh yeah. uh, my tongue uh, and my, my, my worst one was um in my lips in my eyes so when you get him in the in your lip when the when the doctor pulls the the string your lip feels like a fish rah, rah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh no this is, sucks yeah and then uh the ones in the eyes are terrible too because you see that the needle coming straight towards your eyeball it's like no oh, yeah so yeah that's always a pain in the ass but um and, and then the worst one's the local anesthetic before they give you the stitches so i think that hurts more than the stitches in the cells yeah yeah when <laughs> i got when i got my tongue done the guy hit me with the with the local and then he's stitching me and i'm like oh i feel it he's like he's like well let me give you more novocaine i'm like no just give me the damn stitch <laughs> it's the same thing just give me the stitch <laughs> <laughs> That's great, man. That's crazy. Um, so obviously, man. I mean, you guys both have had illustrious careers. Fought a ton of people. Fought the who's who. I think you've got something like 133 fights between Muay Thai and kickboxing, and like 14 actual boxing fights. Is there one? If you had to pick one, is there one that stands out to you as one that is just more memorable than the other ones? The uh, for fight memory, as in the yeah. best one. Yeah. Um, I, I won a, um, a world title at Rajanurun Stadium, which is the number one stadium in Bangkok. Uh, I had to fight three people in two hours. So I wow. fought a gentleman from Russia. I knocked out a gentleman from France. And then in the final, I had to fight a Thai that had already beaten me three times in the past. And then I know I've got to fight him in the final now. And then um, so how it worked was that the first fight was three rounds. The second round fight was three. And then the final was five rounds with elbows. Ooh. So, um, yeah, and I went up all three fights. And then uh, live on Thai TV too. So between the number one stadium and, and fighting on TV, um, yeah, the the next day, every single newspaper, radio, TV, they're all showing my face everywhere. And uh, uh, Tuk Tuk was stopping on the road and jumping up and asking for my photo and signatures and just to get the recognition from the Thais. It was the, like the ultimate dream come true that all I ever wanted to be was accepted from the Thais. And now I'd, I'd finally got to the stage where they were they were treating me like I was some sort of star. So That's it was awesome. really, um, after all the years of living there, it, it just made everything, all the hard work and sacrifice and being away from family and friends for so long, um, it all came down to that one spot where it's just like, it's finally, finally came true. The, the dream came true. That's that's how you know you're talking to a legend. When 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 I ask, do you have one memorable fight? And you say, oh, that time that I knocked out three top tier guys yeah. all in two hours. That's yeah. that's how you know you're talking to a legend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was such a such a special moment. I couldn't sleep for like three or four days just the excitement. <laughs> just I, I tell that. people, um, um, the excitement of fighting is is when you knock somebody out. Have you ever seen the movie Highlander? 
where the where the lightning comes down from the ceiling and, yeah, and, the, yeah, the, and then all the electricity goes through the guy's body and um that's the sensation you feel when you when you when you win by knockout just you, yeah the endorphins are running through and you, yeah, you feel every single um hair follicle in your skin it's like it's um it's the ultimate and then you retire and then you don't have that sensation that's the chase right once you get that it's, feeling you're always chasing uh, that right it's almost like a high in a way right yeah yeah, I'm, I'm I'm thinking and taking up heroin just to try and get that buzz back. <laughs> hey, let me know. Let me know how that works for you. <laughs> you can just knock out people on the street, you know. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, you don't get paid though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And, and plus, you, speak, um, speaking of that, I mean, you've been fighting for thirty years professionally at the highest level, knocking out you know top tier dudes. Has John Wayne Parr been in street fights? And if you has, can, uh, can you have you only once? Yeah, when I was nineteen, uh, I got into an altercation with a gentleman from Poland. Now this is in Thailand too. It only been in Thailand about two months, and then that they uh, in Thailand every year in April they celebrate uh, a water festival um, holiday, where it's the hottest part of the year, and the whole country stops to play water fights. And then um, I, I had a fight the night before and I had a win, so we were celebrating the next day, having some um, whiskeys. And then everyone's wetting everyone. It's just fun. And then for some reason, this uh, big Polish gentleman, he wet me. So I, I wet him back. And then he, he drops his bucket and he storms up to me. He goes, uh, if you wet me one more time, I'm going to kill you. I'm like, what? And then he's like, are you French? And it was that moment I realized I shouldn't have answered with we because he got rather angry at me. And next minute, he, he kicked me in the arm. I said, oh, I guess we're fighting. So I've gone to I've gone to punch and then um, I've ended up falling. I threw a kick and fall and I've all, all fours. And then uh, as I was getting up off my hands and knees, I felt this stonk in the back of my head, and I stood up and blood just gone. Brah. And then my friends end up grabbing some glasses and throwing up and trying to get away from me. And then uh, he's come and grabbed me. Are you okay? Are you okay? Do you know what happened? So I, he must have cut me with a ring. He must have had a ring on. I, I, he goes, no, no. He just got hit over the head with a bar stool. So, oh, oh I don't feel too good right now. Oh. So um, so we ended up going to the hospital. Uh, hit me as he hit me with a chair. Only even though he hit me once, I have two big cuts in the back of my head. And then um, so I ended up going to the hospital. It cost me five thousand baht, about two hundred fifty dollars to get uh fourteen stitches. Wow. So the next day, I had the the bandage on my head, and a Thai gentleman's like, "Oh, what happens to your head?" So oh, I got hit with a bar stool last night. And the Thai gentleman explained, if, if you get those guys arrested, you know you can get compensation back, get your money back. So, oh, really? Oh, okay. So we put in a, a police report. Um, we went back to the bar that hit me. And, and there he was. He was sitting on the stool. There he is. So we go tell the police, hey, he's just over there. So they send in a SWAT team. They go and arrest him, handcuff him, take him back to the station. They, they tell me to come and follow. Um, and then the, the police asked, all right, it was a very serious offense. Uh, how much money do you want? I said, oh, well, it cost me 5,000 baht for the stitches. I'd really let my money back because I'm here for like a long time and I, I don't have much money, so I definitely want my money back. And they're going, oh, look, it's a very serious defense. We're going to we're gonna leave him here in, in the watch house overnight. Then as I was walking out of the station, the policeman followed me. He whispered in my ear, hey, tomorrow when you come back, ask for 10,000 baht. 10,000? Uh, sure. That sounds like a good idea. So I come back in the morning and then the, the police said, oh, look, he has no money. He has to get money wide over from Poland. Um, he's not going to get that till this afternoon. So they come back then. And as I'm about to leave, the policeman whispers in my ear, hey, 
ask for 20,000. Like, oh, it's awesome. <laughs> so then, uh, afternoon, I come back again, and the police say, Hey, we've been we've been in his ear all day, uh, we're, we're making him cry. We're telling him that if he doesn't pay the money by this afternoon, we're going to send him to Bangkok jail. Uh, we're putting all these things up. So we ended up getting you 28,000 baht. I'm like, really? That's that's sensational. Thank you so much. So they opened the cell. They they let the, the Polish guy be on his way. And then the policeman points at me, hey, you, come with me. I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. So we walk down the stairs. We go into the toilet. The policeman goes into the cubicle. He calls me in. He closes the door. He's like, all right, so I got you 28,000 baht. Um, today is my day off. I didn't have to be here today, but I wanted to help you. So out of that 28, you owe me 8,000 baht. I'm like, oh, sure. So I give him 8,000. He goes, now, all right, now get out of here. I'm like, oh, yes, sir, no worries. <laughs> so at 19 years old, uh, being in Thailand for two months, I, I learned very fast how the Thai, how, how corrupt the Thai police are. So I learned how to be very polite and not to cause any trouble because if, if this is me winning, um, I'd hate to be losing because the, the Thais, they're uh, nicest people in the world and, and until <laughs> until yeah, you're yeah, that yeah. guy. Yeah. See? You, and you said before uh, that street fighting doesn't pay, so it does yeah, pay. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he won, and he cost him money to win. It's better off losing. You make more money from losing than you do winning. Yeah. <laughs> That's the scary yeah. thing with street fights is people fight yeah. dirty, man. It's always it's it's a different game. At least you guys know what's coming at you. You know it's elbows, punches, yeah. kicks. Getting a fight in the street, uh, someone picks up a beer bottle. I saw a guy actually one time at Bamboo get hit in the face with a beer bottle and it broke, and it left. I mean, you could see like the white meat hanging out of his face. It was so mm -hmm. deep, it was nasty. And yeah, I heard the, the kid real, that did um, it went to jail. The 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 ties, uh, even though they're all Muay Thai professionals and all professional they, um no, no one fights hand on hand everything's uh steel pole bottle knife gun mm. uh, there's no there's no one-on-one -on -one. it's all just yeah there and because life's so cheap over there if you happen to go missing um and I, I i know of um uh camps that are, are over there the the fights are very uh influenced by the mafia mm. so someone can give you a tap on the shoulder and let's say you're making say fifty thousand baht a fight you can get a tap on the shoulder hey We'll pay you five hundred thousand baht if you happen to go down in round two, and then all of a sudden these boxes got all this money and all this jewelry, and it's like, hang on a second. So, so one of our guys, he he, uh, all of a sudden came into a bit of money and he started showing off a bit and started having the nice glasses and everything. So the camp owner he sort of questioned him and called him into the room. He said, if I find out you're going to throw the fight tomorrow, uh, you're going to wish you were somewhere else. So he ended up um, convincing all the other fighters to, to run away from the, the camp uh, that that's very very night. Um, so the camp was left a, a ghost town um, with no no income from the fighters for the camp for until uh, they build up their reputation again. And then I know of other camps that um, their their guys have uh, thrown fights in the past, and then uh, the the camp owner to rectify what's been happening, he had those two gentlemen um, assassinated. And then it only cost approximately five thousand baht for the police files to go missing. So the police are on the on the on the tape for even even when it comes to the like the, the serious as uh, people dying, it's uh, they can be paid off. It's like quite quite bizarre. So yeah, there's there's no way I'd wish that on anybody. But yeah, and then the camp owner. Anyone else want to throw a fight? Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm good. Wow.
Say, listen, well, listen we're, uh, we're, we're catching up over here in America. You ever heard of Jeffrey Epstein? Yes. <laughs> James Krause. <laughs> we're catching up. We're catching up. James Krause. James <laughs> yeah, Krause. Yes, yes, yes. I'm all over it. Yeah, that, that was crazy. <laughs> that was that was a, a bizarre situation. I'm watching it from afar and reading all the, the forums and the websites and just uh, seeing how UFC cutting. He's not even allowed to have his fighters on shows now, which is quite. And that's, that's crazy, your, your reputation yeah. and, and your gym. Like, what do you do for an income when when all of a sudden you're not allowed to have anyone come into your gym anymore? It's like, how do, how do you stay above water? How do you? So what was he doing anything? exactly? Because I don't know the story. He was betting on his own fighters, or against. Yeah, but I think he was I, having guys. Take I, I, I believe right? he had a website, uh, a betting website set up, right. and people could uh, ring him and he'd give him their tips. Mm. And then uh, he was, he was making more money through his betting agency than he was through his fighters. Right. Which is um, yeah, probably not a good look. Wow. Looking back now. Yeah, I remember that when that that fight that that kind of raised the questions. A buddy hit me up, was like, "Hey, you got you know a bookie?" I'm like, oh, "I cook it with some guy." Now, then my buddy, the other guy, hit me up, was like, "Bro, this guy wants to spend twenty, thirty grand. Does he have it?" I'm like, oh, "I don't know. I mean, maybe he knows something." And that was they never he never took the bet, but that was the fight that that raised all the questions. What fight was that? Do you remember? <sighs> it was uh, yeah. They, they shared a graph of um the the betting influx. Of uh, yeah. his fighter that uh, he knew was going to lose just in the last two days, just went right, right yeah, up. Yeah, it was yeah. insane how many people had money on that to lose, in, in, not just to lose, but to lose in the first round. That's like, hmm, that's a lot of people that seem to know something that no one else seems to know. Right, so, right, yeah, yeah. It's very suspicious. Wow. So was that a federal crime? I think so. Yeah. He's gonna he's so, gonna do yep. federal time. Yep. That's yep. yeah. Wow. Damn. So yeah, that's that. He lost his entire fight camp. Then he's got he cannot even allow to coach. Yeah, yeah. Damn man. Hey Frankie, you ever been to Australia? I have not. Uh, I plan on coming soon. I know UFC gym Australia. I was hey. supposed to go out recently, but uh, yeah, I, I, I in the future I'm gonna for sure, and I'll have to get in touch. You with have you. to come. You have to come and visit. I, I live on the. I, I live on the most. Uh, uh, where where I live is the. Um, holiday capital of the world. I live on the beach. Um, oh, that's so, right. yeah, we live close to the tourist capital. Sorry, tourist really capital of Australia. Man. We have all the theme parks. You have to bring your kids, and um, oh, wow. I can take you awesome. on a on a tour. That'd be amazing. Yeah. I got. Uh, and then and then your winters in my summer too. So if you want to escape the cold, come and visit. <laughs> yeah, come, it's come been, yeah, it's been miserable here. Yeah, it's oh man, it's been super cold. Super cold. It's been yeah. super cold, John. This week has been like ridiculous cold, and this guy keeps asking me to come over to do these ice baths. Do you do those? Yeah. Do you do them? No. no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See, if the dude fought for thirty years, I don't have to do them anymore. They're not that good for you. My my PP is small enough that I don't have to go in the ice. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I want, I want, I want you guys take on something. It seems to be the new thing out now. Uh, I think Dana White's even coming out with it. this slap boxing stuff. Have you guys seen it? Yeah. What's your take on it? So, so my take is, um, you you know how Mark Zuckerberg's gone from Facebook to to Meta. Yeah. Right. I, I, and he had a the, the perfect Facebook was going perfectly, and I think Dana White's doing the same. He had the uh, he's got the perfect. Uh, business with the ufc and now he's gonna sacrifice his reputation for the slap boxing thing it's like mm, it's like it seems like it's it. such a bizarre yeah to 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 
because fighting takes so much skill. Uh, right. MMA, you need, need so many different aspects, but to just slap someone in the face, like, really, what sort yeah. of defense it, yeah. do you have against a, a slap in the face where it's like, I, I don't know, it seems quite weird. I don't know. It's almost a spectacle that I think. Yeah, it's a novelty, which is what I thought it was until I heard he was getting involved, and I was like, Jesus, if he's taking it serious, because that guy's serious uh-huh. about making money, then maybe there's something to it, but there's, there is nothing to it. I mean, there's, it's exactly what you said. It's usually two fat dudes slapping each other across the face, and yeah. whoever doesn't and go unconscious the wins. Of, um, well, they're putting them in a house, though, I think, right? They're going to kind of do like the ultimate fighter with this. So I think that's the How part. do you train? You just smack pads, right? You just smack a heavy bag, open hand. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then we're in 2023 almost, and then everyone's educated on what CTE is and uh, yeah, brain damage right, and right. Uh, yeah. concussions. And, Good point. And you're willing to have your hands down behind your back yeah, to yeah, let someone yeah, give right, you a free – Good point. Uh, three free shots, not one free shot, three free shots. That's how it works. That's it goes like, three. It goes one, 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 one till, till the end. <laughs> wow. And, and and then and let's say you win, and then you got to go and back up and do it again. And it's like, jeez, yeah. this That's is crazy. this is just um, yeah. It doesn't seem quite uh, good for the one's brain. <laughs> no, no. There's all kinds of like these novelty like things, like slap boxing is one of them. Frankie and I were just we we were talking about it the other day. They have like phone booth fucking fighting now, right. where you get into a phone booth. They have uh, like I see jiu-jitsu in a car. Jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu in a car. Have you seen this shit? It's crazy what's going on. Uh 2012, uh, I came up with the idea of um, doing Muay Thai in a cage. Yeah, we were talking um, about this before, yeah. Yeah, so so I had the um I, I was watching UFC and MMA and I seen everyone fighting in this cage. It's like I've been fighting in a ring for so long. This cage looks so amazing. This looks so so brutal and so exciting. And then um, I went on to the, the YouTube to see if anyone was doing it. And then I had a few people doing kickboxing, but they were wearing the big gloves. I was like, how am I supposed to get the respect from the MMA crowd if I'm wearing big gloves and the MMA guys are wearing little gloves? And they're going to think I'm a pussy if I'm wearing the big gloves. So if I'm, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this properly. i got to wear the MMA. So um, we, we, uh, I put uh, a little the idea online. Hey, I'm thinking about coming up with this promotion. What does everyone think? And I just got smashed everyone's like how dare you what who, who do you think you are um you're only tr- you're only trying to do this to make money and uh out of all the people to do this especially someone who's been to thailand um you're trying to kill the tradition of the sport it's like ah i just have this funny feeling that's going to be brilliant i just think it's going to work so then um i went and tested a few different gloves and all the gloves were small and then i went to one fight store and they had the the mma sparring glove I thought, well, if we're going to stand and strike for five rounds, I want a little bit more protection than just the normal mm. MMA gloves, so maybe a bit more padding. So it was, it was more of a six-ounce than a four. Mm. Um, and then we did our first show, and then from the first fight to the last fight, it was just electric. It was so exciting. Um, just the gloves brought a completely different, um, um, like, like, violence. I mean, there are so many more openings than you do when, when you with, with the big right. gloves, um, and there was so much more... Uh, tenacity to try and hurt your opponent and knock them out because you, you didn't want to just win by points. Um, and then did our first show and it was a, a big success. So we ended up doing temper motions all up. And now I'm so happy that uh, Mr. Chatry from One Championship has taken my idea and run with it with, with, um, with their show now, making oh, wow. uh, everyone do the Muay Thai in the cage with the MMA gloves as well. So 
it's like the the ultimate compliment to see the awesome. um, the the elite fighting at the highest level in the cage now uh, under Muay Thai rules. It makes me very proud. Yeah, that's great, man. That's cool. Yeah, it's not it's not it's not uh, MMA and fame box, but it's still okay. <laughs> yeah, a little more, a little more, uh, I guess. Uh, consequences a little, little, a little more uh, dramatic, I guess, right? With the yeah, the, the, and then it changes the game too because uh, now that you're in a cage, you can't use the ropes to your advantage anymore. Mm. You got to try and stay off the fence, um, and because the the gloves are so small, you need more footwork. You can't just stand in the pocket and trade anymore. You need to be a bit more educated. Um, it, it really changed the the whole game, um, and and when you uh, happen to land, you have got to capitalize, which makes the the fight more exciting for the the crowd too because you, you you're going for the kill and trying to um not not just win but win um in the most violent fashion possible so and that that's what people are paying good violent money for sales, so. yeah violent yeah, sales definitely. hockey games violent sells nascar violent sells people look for crashes people look, violence always sells you know so and, and now you have the the elite of the elite ties fighting each other in the in the cage of mma gloves as well which is uh it's just yeah, next next level. It's so it's so brutal to see guys on the the highest of the high um, competing against each other. Um, yeah, and one mistake, and then it's, yeah, it's all over. So. Yeah, yeah. With the big gloves, you can you can get a, get a, get away with making a mistake here or there, but with the little gloves, yeah, there's 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 no, no forgiveness. Um, right. John, did you ever do you ever train a ground game at all? Did that ever interest you? Like you know, maybe transitioning over into MMA? Do you just just a little, just a little, a little. and not, nothing too. But I'm still definitely a white belt. Um, uh, but I like to to jump in there and have a little, little, little role every now and again with the boys in the gym. And I like to play uh, wrestling with my son. And um, uh, even though my son's really, really good, I'm a lot bigger. So yeah. size matters. I learned That's that size right. matters yeah. when it comes yeah. to the gym. <laughs> yeah. And he gets me in a dominant hold, just laying on him, just do the do the dead weight, and he can't do nothing about it. <laughs> you better get in he's now. That, you, you, now, I'm sure, now. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's yeah. creeping on you. I'm sure he's creeping on. Yeah, you. now that he's 14, he's starting to get a bit more man strength now. So, uh, and he just surpassed me when it comes to the height as well. So now he's getting bigger. Oh, wow. He's getting more technical, and uh, it won't be long before he's um, um, turning me into origami. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. I just got. I got one more question for you, and I'll let you get back to your island paradise there. I'm sure Frankie's got some questions in closing too. You're retired now, man. You're living the good life. I'm just looking in the background. You are living the good life. Like you, 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 you don't need to do any more fights. You've done it all. But oh, let's see, let's oh, see, let's go. see. Look I, I'll be there a little later on. There's, there's <laughs> yeah, no ice in my pool either. No, no ice. <laughs> do you mind if? Do you mind if I tag along with Frankie when he comes over? <laughs> hey, easy. <laughs> now I was going to ask you. You're retired now. You're living the good life. You seem very happy, man. You're, you're you're grounded. You got your gym, but you get a call tomorrow from uh, Jake Jake Paul and Logan's Paul people to take one more fight. Would you do it? Oh, against definitely. against one of them. <laughs> I said definitely. I love it. I love it. Yeah, hundred percent. They're making the people is, uh, rich, people, man. People underestimate how big Jake Paul is. He's a big, He's a big dude. Boy. He's like yeah. he walks around probably ninety five. He's Right. He, he, and he keeps fighting these uh, little welterweights that are does, half yeah. his size, and it's like it's sort of. Uh, but the Anderson Silva fight that was, I was very impressive. Say, though. I didn't Anderson think he had a chance Silva against was, yeah. What do you and think then, about um, that fight? Because people, it kills yeah, driving that was, that was people very, say, uh, that was very peculiar. Was, how how Anderson didn't look. 
I don't know. I don't know if Anderson looked old or if he was holding back for contractual reasons to get paid. Mm. Um, I thought. I yeah, thought the first very, round he held bizarre. back. He, he held back definitely yeah. the first round. It looked like he was sparring. It didn't look like he was mm. trying to yeah. to to dominate or trying to hurt him or trying to. Everything was sort of looked like he was just playing until he got dropped. When he got dropped yeah. in that uh, eighth round, it was like, oh, yeah. this isn't good. That's yeah. true. This is this isn't supposed to happen. You're supposed to dominate. This is crazy. Yeah. So yeah, it's crazy. It so sucks. It's it's um I, I was really had my high hopes for Anderson after what he did to Tito as well. Yeah. Um, right. he looked brilliant against Tito Slap and he and Tito. to beat Chavez as well. Um, right, yeah, Chavez, yeah. So yeah, crazy. Um and then uh, uh what uh, speaking of, what's your gentleman's take on uh the the patty the patty the batty? Uh-huh. Did you see uh, the last one? I did see. I I I thought I thought Jared Gordon won. I'm I'm kind of buddies with him, so. But uh, yeah, that was. And then the whole post fight interview. Ah, give me the fight of the night. So, uh, yeah, yeah, sure, I don't know. Mm. That yeah, was a little tough. That was a little yeah, um, you can't you can't really blame him though. Not his fault. It's the judges' fault. They got shitty judges. They yeah. got to do something about yeah. these judges. You yeah. know, you, shitty but judges. you can also be um, be have humility and say, yeah, I think it was close oh, fight. It could have yeah, gone either 100% way. Hundred percent agree with I'm you. I'm very happy to get the decision. Yeah, uh, but to turn around and pretend like you dominated for the whole three yeah. rounds. That's the new every age. Every round man. should have been a ten eight round. It's like, but isn't that the new age? That's just the new age, kids. You know, it's easier to yeah. talk. You know, and and speak this. Yeah. Spit this. Crazy. Yeah, game. I think um even even Connor Connor came up with uh he'd do all these trash talking in in the lead up to the fights, but as soon as the fight was over, he'd be the first one to say, Hey, look, this is a business. I was yeah, just trying right. to create hype. Um I'm 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 getting the pay per view numbers that are blowing other numbers out of the water. Um I apologize to my opponent for, for everything I said. In that respect, you go, Oh yeah, I can see where he's yeah, coming yeah, from. Yeah, he did he did with a bunch. Yeah, probably more so than he didn't, but there Khabib, no, Poirier, no. Like yeah, he, 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 he took it, yeah. He was insulting yeah, religions and wives and yeah, kids and families. Rough, Khabib and Poirier yeah, were the two that he he was not gentleman like at all. But there were some examples of where he could be. Yes, yeah. He, yeah he's got to let go of the persona after the the yeah. Poirier one. Yeah, it's like he's oh, a good winner. He's a good winner, not a good loser. Yeah. Your wife's in my DMs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, know, the, I mean, I, Poirier showed some restraint. I tell you, because I might have jumped the run over and jumped on his leg at that point. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mr. Poirier's a man. Um, I, I, right. I happen to chat to him a few times on the DMs, and he's always he's always a polite. He always answers, and he always he uh, says great good day. Great really guy. Really nice. Yeah, he's really really, really nice guy. That guy. Yep. Yeah, I've had him out to train in the past. You know, years ago. Great dude. All right, brother. Well, listen, man, I, I can see that, uh, you know, you got paradise in the background. I'm not sure what happened earlier. I think there's such a big, what is it, 15 hours difference between us? Yeah. That's crazy, man. So it's it's Wednesday over there, like noonish or something, right? Yeah, I live in the future. Yeah, if you need to know your lottery numbers, let me, hit me up. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my man, I'm definitely a fan. I know Frankie is too, man. It was oh, an honor. Oh, it was a pleasure. You are a living legend. You don't get a living legend to, to talk to every day. So, honor, man. Pleasure to talk to you. Hey, Wish absolutely. you all the best in the future, and I, I hope you enjoy your retirement, brother. And if you get that call from the Logan Brothers, I'll come watch that fight. Hey, and, and, and please come and visit. Um, you're more yeah, than welcome. I will. I'll, be, I'll be in touch. I'll be in touch when I come out there. Absolutely. I, I want to take your family to the fun park so we can go and have a serious Australian hospitality. That'd be great, brother. That'd be great. 
Uh, show, and brother. thank you again for the opportunity. I really no, appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, man. Great talking to you. Great, great, uh, you know, chatting it up, my man. Pleasure, brother. Take, Take care. Brother. Be hey, well. Thank you. Be well.